Welcome to Business Matters with host Rob Capello, a podcast where we open the conversation on what matters for business. We would like to thank your sponsor, Valley First, a division of First West Credit Union and a member-owned financial cooperative serving the Okanagan, Similkameen, and Thompson regions. They offer a wide range of banking and investment services for individuals and families. Valley First also has a talented business and commercial team to provide the expertise, products, and services local businesses need to grow and thrive. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Business Matters, presented by Valley First, the division of First West Credit Union. My name is Rob Capello. I'm the Chief Strategy Officer at Now Media Group. Today, we welcome Chris Waller to Business Matters. Chris is the pharmacist and co-owner at Lakeside Medicine Center Pharmacy. Let's Lakeside Medicine Center Pharmacy. Let's get that right. A pharmacy that's been in business since 1973, which is uh, crazy. Uh, welcome, Chris. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Rob. Thanks for the invitation for this uh, event. I'm uh, happy to be here. No problem. Um, so, you know, in... <laughs> We've been seeing a lot sort of uh, in the business environment where it's led by big brands. You see, and we've seen a lot of mergers, acquisitions, you know, some brands didn't survive during the pandemic. And, and there's been a real boom of online sales. We hear that all the time. And um, sometimes it's hard to find businesses that kind of don't follow that path and put people or in this case, patients first. And, you know, you guys have been in business since 1973, which is unbelievable. And, and from what I read, you're, you're owned by three lifelong Kelowna residents, which, which is interesting, um, with a real focus on community in, in really sort of, a, you know, the level of care you guys provide um, really outmatched what you'd find, I would say, in sort of those big box brands. So, but we all know that getting there and doing what you do is not easy, running a business, a local business like that. So I, I want to explore today, you know, your guys' journey and how you got to where you're at. So, so you guys, like I said, have been in business since 1973. And, and what, like, what do you attribute the success to? Like, there's not a lot of businesses that say they're locally owned and operated since that long, right? So, yeah, really, the the foundation of uh, Lakeside was uh, my father and his uh, business partner, Ron Waller and Fred Burner. Um, my dad um, came at the business from a, a real clinical perspective. Uh, he was a pharmacist and then actually went back and uh, first pharmacist in BC to get his master's in pharmacy. Uh, he did a, a study um, just the importance of um, patients' charts. But before then, you know, the, really the physician would write a prescription and you go to the pharmacy and they put it in a bottle or, or yeah. whatever and, and off you go. And, and he really believed that records were important to understand how patients' health progressed. Um, you know, in, in, in the 70s when my dad bought the store and, and eventually had Fred come on board, their focus, they were in a medical building that had lots of doctors and, and small clinical store, really patient focused. Um, and in the early 80s, sort of branched out into um, ostomy care and, um, and hired mm -hmm. a, a person to manage that department and grow that department. And uh, my partner, Greg, uh, was hired in the uh, uh, early 90s. And, you know, at that time, the building we were in downtown sort of 
the doctors had sold it and, and sort of split up and moved to different parts of Kelowna. And so we chose to move to the Gushigan village uh, where we are currently in 94. You know, different different model of business for us. We had more of a front store, um, still focused on, you know, patient care and ostomy care. And um, I came along in uh, the late 90s as a, as a partner. And uh, at that time, I part of my education at, at the university, I worked, I was fortunate enough to work at a pharmacy in Vancouver that, did a lot of compounding and I thought, well, this is an interesting field and, and got to experience that. And, and so I brought that with me when, when uh, I came back to Kelowna and, and became a partner in the pharmacy. And, you know, we hired some nurses to grow and expand that Austin department. And now it's a major part of what we do. You know, I think it really says it with our, our, our motto, which is we take the time to care. You know, we, we spend time with patients. We try and understand their problems and look after them. Mm. You know, it's not about mail order pharmacy at our store. So you, um, you're born into it. Yeah, <laughs> were, were, were you given a choice when you're on what profession you were going to pick? <laughs> I think we all have choices, but it was heavily uh, steered towards, uh, you know, thou shalt come back from school and become part of the, the pharmacy. So what was there, when did you get the, the um, drive or motivation to actually become a partner? Because you could have just worked in the pharmacy, right? Like, I mean, I get that part. Like, yeah, you know, I did, when I was at school, I did a, uh, in addition to working at this other community pharmacy, I did a stint at uh, Burnaby General Hospital. Uh, I wanted to kind of get that aspect of what is it like to work in a community, uh, in a hospital, be a clinical pharmacist. Um, I mean, obviously I wasn't a pharmacist, I was a, a pharmacy tech, so order processing, but I did get the opportunity to do clinical rounds with, uh, with the pharmacist as well. Uh, I enjoyed it, you know, it was, it was certainly a different aspect, but I think ultimately my heart was in community pharmacy. I felt, um, you know, a big part of what you're doing in the hospital is you're doing rounds at bedside and, and working with patients to get them healthy and out and home. Uh, uh, and my patients at, at the pharmacy, they come into me standing upright for the most part, we have a conversation about what they need and, and help them on their way. Um, so I miss, uh, I, I enjoy that more because it's more than just, um, this pills for that. It's also about, well, how's your husband? How is your child? Or what, how was, how was your holiday? Right. So, I mean, and that's one area where, I mean, there's a lot of options now when it comes to quote unquote pharmacies. It seems like every, every big box store has a pharmacy there now and um, you've touched on it, but you know, truly what makes you guys different uh, from that experience that you would if you went into, you know, a chain or a big box store when it comes to you know, the service or, or how you guys approach that? Yeah, it's difficult. It's, it's really an experience. You know, we, um, back in 2015, we did this major renovation of our pharmacy. Um, up until then, we were fortunate enough to have an employee that my father had hired in the 70s that um, was our receptionist. And she knew everybody that came on the store. And she was amazing, you know, uh, so much so that she would be able to 
she'd be on holidays, say in Mexico, and she'd go, yeah, I know that person. She, and then she'd get him and she'd go, oh, yeah. So, um, you know, with her retirement coming, we realized that we, something's got to change here because we'll, we'll never be able to find somebody like this right. uh, again. So our idea was let's bring our pharmacists forward um, and they can be the person that greets people and helps them with their prescriptions. Prior to that, um, Sandy would, would take in the prescription and and make sure the patient was in our system and then pass a prescription back to the pharmacist to fill. Like in, in, in most pharmacies in, in our store, we've changed that somewhat. We still have a receptionist that uh, primarily it's a prescription pickup, um, but we also have two pharmacists front and center now. So when you come in with your prescription, when people begin to come in again with their prescriptions. Yeah. Uh, so much is done uh, with facts yeah. now. Um, but uh, when they come in with their prescription, they can sit right down with a pharmacist and you know we'll process it for you there and, and try and get you out the door as quick as possible with the information that you need. You know, those are, are key parts of our, our business model that you know, right. pharmacists have to be uh, up front and center to help people with their problems. And, and often they lead to conversations that people hadn't intended. You know, they come in for a drug for their blood pressure and maybe we end up talking about diabetes or something for a cough or cold. Interesting. So you mentioned ostomy. Is there other areas like that you guys specialize in that you maybe don't find elsewhere? Like ostomy would be one that, I, you know, I, I saw, you know, wound care. Is there other areas that you guys actually focus on yeah so uh i mean the list is it's <laughs> it's difficult for me sometimes to keep up with all the areas that we're in <laughs> you know they're all areas that we've identified a need in Kelowna that uh you don't typically find in in most pharmacy settings so two ostomy nurses which work with patients uh, on ostomy and your ostomy also wound care uh, compression socks and compression wraps. Um, so that's just the nurses out front. Then when you come back to the pharmacy uh, area, you know, we're, we're a regular full service pharmacy, but we also do specialized compounding for, um, for adults, for children, for pets. Uh, we have two full-time uh, assistants that are compounding Monday to Friday. We are the only pharmacy in town that uh, deals with HIV medication. So for patients uh, with HIV, we're, we're the primary pharmacy for dispensing those. Uh, BC transplant, we're a contract pharmacy for BC transplants. So patients that have had solid organ transplants, kidneys, lungs, hearts, livers. Mm -hmm. uh, Provincial renal agency, so dialysis patients, uh, pre-dialysis patients. So um, we, both of those contracts we've been doing since the early 2000s. So, you know, it's, it's really a level of expertise that you just understand that you don't typically deal with in your day-to-day -day pharmacy. So whether it's dose adjustments or working closely with the nephrologists uh, to optimize care for patients, you know. There are things that I, you know, I, I look at it now that we just kind of do these things nonchalantly in our right. store. And it's, it's really an amazing thing that we can do all these things and have this kind of outreach to our healthcare partners, whether they're 
working with minors or working with the doctors in the clinic across from us or any of the specialists in town. Interesting. One, one area you didn't mention um, is cannabis. So yeah. and you and I chat about this in the past and you've made a decision to probably not get into that market right now. You didn't mention it, but um, one would be why, how, how come that's not one area you guys look, are looking at it? Are, are we going to start seeing cannabis products at most pharmacies? Is that going to be sort of a mainstay down the road or? Yeah, it's an interesting question. You know, I think um, at this point, you know, for me personally, it's a capacity to take on a, another area of specialty is, you know, can I, um, at this stage in my career, learn something that's relatively new and feel confident in, in, in going into that area with my customers and patients and potentially new customers. Uh, could I do it? Yeah. I, 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 I think it might potentially take away from, you know, that time to care that we strive for at our store. Um, there are pharmacies and colleagues that I have that are, uh, working with uh, cannabis companies and um, for whether it's pain or fibromyalgia or, and, you know, it's still pretty new and the research is still coming. I, I, uh, I think that ultimately there will be products that physicians will be able to prescribe confidently and say, yeah, if this is what's going on, this is the, the blend or the, or the product that uh, you need. Interesting. Um, I noticed you guys do delivery as well. Like what areas do you guys cover? Like how, how far, how far do you go and how does that work? Uh, so we've always, I mean, actually how, that's how I started at the pharmacy when I was 16. I, okay. <laughs> I was the store delivery driver after school at uh, a couple of days a week. Um, so our deliveries, we basically will deliver, um, inside of Kelowna. So we, we do, um, um, we have a driver Monday to Saturday. So every day that we're open, we have a delivery driver. Um, we typically deliver, uh, we have a set schedule because we'll do these weekly blister packs or compliance packs. So, so usually Tuesday to Friday mornings, there's sort of a set portion of Kelowna that um, the driver's at. And on top of that, it's sort of any other deliveries that uh, might come in during the day or the week. And it's amazing how many deliveries these guys can get yeah. up in a, in a day. It's, it still boggles my mind because I know what I used to deliver and, and these guys are just amazing uh, getting things out. So in addition to Kelowna, we'll also do a, once a week, we go over to West Kelowna with uh, deliveries on, on Tuesday afternoons. And so, and that's worked remarkably well. You know, we'll have um, our morning delivery driver goes and does that west side run. And then we have an afternoon delivery driver that comes in and continues the Kelowna run, you know, and, and uh, we've uh, done well with it. And over, you know, I, I want to mention this delivery vehicle that we've had and a little shout out to Toyota. We've, we've had a Toyota Prius for the last, God, it's got to be about 15 years different different uh, newer models and been uh, uh, nothing but a good choice for us, I guess, for getting things to where they need to be. Certainly saves a lot of gas. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Um, maybe it's too early to tell, or maybe uh, it's a topic we can't 
uh, answer yet, but will pharmacies be doing uh, COVID vaccinations? Is that going to be something that we're going to see? I see they're starting to set up in in areas like in in arenas and so forth. They give vaccines, but is, is that a structure? Yeah, I think, thanks for the question. Yeah, so one of my other hats that I wear, I'm on the um, board of the BC Pharmacy Association, so um, I'm just finishing up my uh, sixth year of that. Um, mm. And so I had a brief stint as uh, president and vice president. And obviously this is something that pharmacists uh, across Canada are, some are doing it already and some are waiting to be doing it. Um, pharmacists in BC will be giving vaccine. When that happens, I don't know the answer to that. Um, obviously with um, the current uh, vaccines that we have, there is certainly some storage requirements. That, you know, pharmacies will need to either invest in uh, ultra cold freezers uh, for the, the Pfizer vaccine, or they'll have to work something out with their prospective health regions. But yes, pharmacists will be involved. At the moment, we are at this stage where it's a supply issue. So there's a limited supply. Um, it's being distributed across Canada based on population. And each of the provinces is prioritizing different um, age groups and, and people's for who gets the vaccine first. And it's different right across Canada. Interesting. Interesting. You mentioned being a board member of BC Pharma Association. I was gonna ask actually around that is, what role does that the association play in the industry? So, the, uh, so there's two sort of bodies that um, work with pharmacy and pharmacists. One of them is the College of Pharmacists and they're, their job is regulation. You know, are the pharmacists doing things the right way and setting the regulation? Um, and then also overseeing uh, the pharmacy business. You know, does the pharmacy have a safe? Are they are they doing everything? Are they filing the prescriptions appropriately, etc.? And then there's the uh, BC Pharmacy Association. So the BC Pharmacy Association represents both pharmacists and pharmacy in British Columbia, which is somewhat unique. Not all of the provinces have a body that, uh, that represents uh, both aspects of pharmacy. So really lobbying for things like expanded scope of practice so pharmacists can um, adapt or extend prescriptions for patients. So uh, if you're a regular customer and I have your original prescription, you know, I could potentially extend it for another three months if, if I deem it appropriate. Uh, and then pharmacist, rather than the physician appearing on the label, it would show the name of the pharmacist because he's ultimately taking control of that. Um, and in a scenario like uh, we're seeing right now with the COVID vaccine, obviously the BC Pharmacy Association is involved with uh, discussions with government in terms of when that's going to roll out, what's that going to look like. And then you know, responsible and uh, for working with pharmacists and pharmacies to ensure that we have a smooth uh, rollout of, of um, this vaccine. Like pharmacists this last fall season, they did over a million vaccines. I think it was 1.2 million vaccines uh, for flu shots. So right. when the uh, supply in, uh, is available, and, I mean, I expect the majority of British Columbians to be able to get their first 
or definitely their second vaccine from a, from a pharmacy. Interesting. Um, you mentioned compounding. Um, it's one of the areas you guys focus on. Can, can you explain what compounding means, what that actually is and how it relates to sort of like the benefit to patient care and, and what you guys do? Because it's probably something that might, people might see the word and hear the word like myself and go, what does it actually mean? Yeah, I guess, um, you know, the compounding is a, an area of pharmacy that used to be the mainstay before uh, large pharmaceutical companies were, uh, were available. You know, the physician would write an order for, I want all of these ingredients in a, in a tablet or in a cream and they'd go to the pharmacy and the pharmacist would take all of these things off the shelf and put it in and try and make it taste good, I think, and then say, <laughs> give this to your daughter for her cough. Or So, uh, you know, with the industrialization of uh, medicine, a lot of that disappeared. But you, uh, it's important. Um, how do you get an infant that is, you know, three weeks old that uh, is uh, vomiting to take a pill, you can't do it. Um, so you can make a suspension, for example, of a drug called Losec or Omeprazole, and that helps kids with, with it. Um, you have a, a cat, for example. I don't know if anyone's ever tried to give a pill to a cat. It's not the easiest thing in the world to do. So there's um, creams that we can make where you can actually put on uh, apply it to the pinea of the ear, like just on the top of the ear. It's, it's very vascular and it actually helps to force drugs through the skin and into the, into the, uh, into the, into the bloodstream. Uh, pain control. Um, I don't know if anybody's ever had arthritis in their knee or so you, again, uh, transdermal therapy where you can pinpoint or target medicine just to the area that is needed. Um, rather than take a pill uh, or a tablet, have it go through the entire body and you know a portion of it and make it to the knee that's sore. Right. Um, bioidentical hormones is another area that uh, where we are um, helping women uh, and men with sort of symptoms of, of aging, you know, um, trying to deal with some of those symptoms. I mean, the, the areas uh, it's, it's so vast and broad and deep uh, that, again, we try and stick with the mainstays, but it's, um, it's another education process. You know, we, we have this uh, compounding lab that uh, has equipment that it's not just a pharmacist with a, you know, a spatula and a metal uh, right. glass lab anymore. I mean, there's thousands of dollars worth of equipment to be able to prepare a compound and it's kind of like baking you know um, compounding is more expensive because we are customizing and personalizing a medication for that one specific patient it's not a general one one size fits all or cookie cutter module uh, it's we're making this compound for you so we need all of these ingredients we put them in a bowl we'll mix it we'll mill it we'll uh, maz it I mean all of these uh, machines that we use and put it in an appropriate um, device so that it gives you an incremental dose so that you know that this aliquot cream contains the uh, amount of product in it you need and we don't you know, we don't trust 
ourselves that much. We actually send our, our products off to be tested and uh, to confirm that, yes, this cream has, you know, 98% of what you say it has in it. So, um, you know, there's, there's that quality control measure that we uh, do as well with our compounds, much like pharmaceutical companies would. Yeah, it's interesting. That's a, that's an interesting area for sure. And in, you mentioned your mission statement being, um, we take the time to care. And I was giving some thought to that and, and, and it's um, wondering how do you fulfill that statement on a day-to-day -day basis? Like how do you, what, what do you do with your team? You know, is there weekly meetings, training, like to make sure that that statement's true with every experience a client might have either, you know, walking through the door when we can, or even on the phone or whatever it may be. Like, how do, how do you implement that through a, through a team environment? I think the, the biggest thing that uh, you'll notice when you walk into our store is the number of staff that are there to help people. So when you walk into the pharmacy, uh, immediately in the, in the front part of the, where the pharmacy area is, there's three staff members. Two of them are pharmacists, and one of them is there to help you pick up prescription. Hmm. In addition to that, in the next rollback, we have um, another pharmacist and two registered technicians um, and another an assistant. So all of that sort of group of people are working to serve uh, both incoming prescriptions via fax and phone calls and the people that are out front. So if the three staff members that are out front uh, are busy with patients, um, the next row of staff members usually jump up to help uh, um, with patients that are picking up prescriptions or dropping off prescriptions. Um, and then we have an, a, a back row against in the pharmacy that has another three staff members that are um, picking up phone calls. You know, my father really believed in in the the idea that um, people should be able to phone and and get a live person. I I despise the phone tree that you get at some stores where there's six or seven different options. Now, having said that, we do have one option. You can either, when you phone the store, you can either talk to the home healthcare department or you can talk to the pharmacy. And that is just helps a little bit with routing in our store. But uh, I think that's as far as we'll ever go. The other thing that um, we do at our store is uh, we've enlisted some technology. Um, so we have a robot for counting our top 140 uh, moving prescriptions. So I can be down there having a conversation with you, for example, Rob, about your prescription typing away and, and I'll pass the order back with the labels. And uh, if it's just a simple prescription, often the machine has counted it, put a label on it. The uh, assistant has done her part. The technician has checked to make sure that my work was done accurately. And it comes out and we may not even be done our, our conversation. Um, so that's one of the things. Uh, and then the, the most recent thing uh, that we did is a um, app called uh, PharmaConnect. So this is an app that allows people to um, access their prescription profile 
real time at our store. So you could log into the app uh, either on a desktop computer or on your mobile device or tablet and see that, okay, I need to fill my Ramapril for blood pressure. Uh, and you can just, it's a little bit like shopping online where you just say, okay, I want these three things, put them into my basket. And then from there you proceed to check out and then you check out. And what happens after that is it goes directly into the pharmacy's workflow module. So uh, the pharmacist or the, the registered technician can say, oh, you know, Rob's coming in tomorrow for his prescription. Let's queue these up and fill them. If there's any problems, they're identified there and we can reach out to you or to the doctor. Um, and you just have to come in to pick it up. And, and the app is uh, sophisticated enough that at the final stage of our checking process, we can actually send you a push notification that says, Rob, your prescriptions are ready to pick up. Often that happens the same day or probably within hours of you actually sending it in. Uh, but we, we'd like to give ourselves, you know, at least 24 hours for a regular prescription and, and two to three days for a compounded prescription because obviously there's more steps involved with a compound. So, you know, that um, is really a unique tool that uh, I think people can certainly benefit from. And was that, um, that app, did that come out of the pandemic? Or is that, was that sort of in the works anyways? Or, or, is it, or, or is that a way for you to kind of pivot a little bit? And I don't know. It was uh, for our, for our store was definitely in the works. Like uh, it had been uh, pitched to us prior to the pandemic. Um, obviously the pandemic elevated its uh, importance. Right. Um, you know, for our store, um, we were, uh, Close, the store was closed, I think, from about the third week in March until June. You couldn't, unless you were a staff member, you couldn't come into the pharmacy. Um, and so it was all pres uh, curbside service with uh, prescription drop-off and, and pickup. And, and that's kind of when we were trying to get this app up and running. And, and now it's... Um, you know, what's surprising is a number of people that uh, use it and it certainly makes life a little bit easier, I think, for them. You know, the, the thing I don't want to have to do to a customer is they come in to get a regular prescription and I don't have enough of the medication on the shelf to fill the complete order. So this app allows you to, you know, give us... 24 hours in virtually all cases, we can have it for you in 24 hours if we don't have it on the shelf. Most of our medication comes from Vancouver, from our wholesale. And um, so this app kind of gives you that flexibility and ability to do that. And you don't, you know, I think we're good at answering phones, but you know, definitely there's times where the entire uh, phone is lit up with incoming calls. Yeah. And, and this is something you can do uh, on your own time. You can do it at two o'clock in the morning and it'll still happen, right? You don't have to wait for the pharmacy to be open. Interesting. Um, I do have a couple more questions I want to ask you, but I, 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 I threatened that I, I was going to do a little segment here that we call getting to know you just to get to know you a little bit more. Um, and then we'll, we'll, we'll finish up with just a couple more questions uh, um, that I had. But um, 
for you, how do you start your day? What's the best way for you to start your day? And, you, and, and are you an are you an early riser? And, and or, or, or no? yeah, usually an early riser. Coffee is an important part of my morning. Uh, so I'll typically uh, get up, have a coffee, often watch um, the Vancouver News. Um, for this uh, upcoming year, I'm I've, uh, I'm going to be doing Ironman again, so. Often there's some sort of exercise involved uh, in the mornings as well. Yeah, interesting. Um, if you uh, uh, found out today that you just won the lottery, we've been seeing that actually in the Okanagan. And yeah, I know. A few times actually. Um, what would you do? What, what were some things that you would, first thing you'd want to do? That's a good question. I think living in the Okanagan is kind of like winning the lottery. Uh, <laughs> being born here, I think, is even more so. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, uh, I love what I do. I, I don't see myself uh, retiring uh, for several, several years now. Um, I, I'd like to do a little bit more travel. Like I've, I've traveled around the world a little bit. I, I would like to see more of BC. You yeah. know, um, that's I think high on my list of things to see is, you know, go to Haida Gwaii, spend a bit of time on the island, head north and see what's past Prince George. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, if you were, uh, found yourself at a, um, a bar one night and it was karaoke night and you're forced to go up and grab the mic and sing, what would be your song of choice? <laughs> or genre maybe or <laughs> uh yeah probably you know i like um a couple of my favorite singers are like michael buble harry mm. Connick jr um uh, so uh you know that genre i think would be something that i could sing <laughs> i could sing anything i just don't know if you'd want to be yeah, in the <laughs> yeah right. um as you were going through, yeah, as you've been going through your career and stuff, is, is there someone that you've really admired that's been a mentor to you as you have you as you've grown through sort of your 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 career? Yeah, I think I've, you know, I've I've been very fortunate in my career, having, as you said, sort of born into this profession. Uh, I've had, I think I've had uh, three really strong mentors. Uh, one's my father. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I often wonder uh, how a parent of five children did as many things as he did uh, in a 24-hour period. And uh, it amazes me, you know, he coached multiple uh, hockey teams and, and was on multiple kind of sports boards things. Uh, we did holidays. He was some kinsman, you know, part of the pharmacy world. It, it was amazing to me. So certainly a strong worth ethic and, and important to be, have family part of your life. So uh, he'd definitely be one. Um, uh, the pharmacist that I worked for in Vancouver uh, at McDonald's prescription, uh, he sort of showed me broaden my scope of with pharmacy like here's all the things that you can do uh, in addition to just being a regular pharmacist so you know that compounding thing that i mentioned earlier was was an important uh part of uh of my uh, career as, as well and then uh, my partner greg i think he's definitely one of my mentors as well he you know i was pretty young to be an owner in a pharmacy and 
he really helped me understand um, the business of pharmacy and you know how to manage staff and uh, um, look after customers. Uh, so those, I think, would be the three people I would say are, are sort of mentors for me through my career. Interesting. Um, if you were forced to eat one meal for us your life, what would it be? Oh, there's a tough one. Um, one meal. You have to have a favorite. A bit of a foodie, so one meal is is uh, really, really <laughs> difficult for me to... Uh, it probably have to be, um, like a seafood pasta, you know, something with scallops and, and, uh, prawns in it, I would say. Yummy. Um, what's your, if, when you, when you get a day off, um, how do you, what's the best way for you to spend it? Uh, my day offs. So often there's chores that I'm, I'm doing. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's. You know, my I'm at this age where my kids are either out of the house or mostly out of the house. So um, there's sort of everybody has yard maintenance that has to be done. Um, I, I love cycling, so I'll get out and uh, ride my bike. Um, I'll go for a run. You know, those are um, things that I'll do with sort of single days off. And as I mentioned before, travel is one of the things I'm looking forward to doing more of. Awesome. Um, if we ask your partners or co-workers, what is one thing they would say about you? What would they say about you? Uh, I'd like to think that I have a good sense of humor. <laughs> approachable. Uh, <laughs> pharmacist. You know, those are things I would like to think that would be sad about me. Um, if you were able to meet a famous person uh, for coffee, who would it be? Living or dead? Yeah, living or dead, sure. Yeah. Uh, I think Einstein. Mm. Einstein would be an interesting person to have a conversation with, mostly because of you know who he was, but also the time that he lived in. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Um, when you were, you, you said you traveled a, a few places. What's so far? What's your favorite place you've ever, you've ever visited, and you would love to go back to? Um. I think uh, Paris has been my favorite place to be. There is, I heard a, uh, one of my friends told me that there's so many museums in Paris that you could go to a new one every day and, wow. for an entire year. And I believe that it's, it's, it's just amazing to see that kind of history. It's the one thing in, in Canada, we don't see a lot of it. We have our own type of history, but you know, as, as you and I probably learned in, in school, in elementary and high school, most of our history was based on European history. So right. it's kind right. of interesting to walk across a, a bridge in Paris that's 400 years old and, and you try and think of anything in Kelowna that's 400 years old. That is yeah. a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, you said you love what you do. Obviously, you, you, it's been in your blood for, for, for almost ever, I guess, is, is your lifetime. But... Um, if you're forced to do something else, if you're, if you're tomorrow, they're like, you can't, you can't work at the pharmacy anymore. What would you do? Uh, probably some sort of, and this is a job, I assume. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think some sort of trade, you know, I, I, um, I like to do things with my hands. 
I don't think it, it'd have to be something like plumbing or carpentry or something like that, but uh, something like that, I, would, I think I would do. Awesome. Well, thank you for answering those questions. I got a couple more before we wrap up is, um, everyone's gone through uh, an interesting year, I guess we can say, say the least is that we've gone through an interesting year, but right now, what, what, what do you feel the biggest struggle for you guys is? Like what, what or for yourself even personally, when it comes from a business perspective, what are some things that you're finding that's been a struggle with the new way that you've been having to do business? Uh, I think the biggest um, barrier is our physical barriers that we have in the store. You know, we have these, everything's got a shield in front of it now. And you're uh, wearing a mask uh, for every conversation that you're having. You know, I remember when we first started wearing the masks and uh, how uncomfortable it was. Now it's kind of like putting on glasses. You don't even really notice it. Yeah. yeah. But it, you know, a, a lot of my um, population are seniors, so they already have hearing issues. And now you're trying to have a conversation, not only with a mask on, but through a you know, plexiglass barrier. Uh, so you're, you're essentially yelling at this patient to have a conversation about how to take their antibiotic or their blood pressure pill. So that's, that's been a struggle. It'll be nice when we don't have to do that anymore. Yeah, interesting. Um, last question is, um, wondering what the future is for you guys. Like, have you guys had discussions around, you know, is there expansions in, in the discussion, new services, new markets? Like, is there any of that um, been discussed? And, you know, where, what, you know, where are we going to find Lakeside in the next, you know, 24 or 36 months? What is it going to look yeah. like? We, uh, you know, certainly through my career, I've had lots of opportunity to expand, open up a new location, uh, buy other locations yeah. and ultimately it comes down to a couple of things um if you decide to open a new location up you immediately have to look around at the team that you have with you and decide okay who's going to this new location because we want to have the face at this other location right and you know, that's not an easy thing to do, especially when people are expecting to see me because they'll often deal with specific pharmacists when they come into the store. The other thing is uh, work-life balance. Um, you know, I um, like my life. I love my wife. I love my children and I want to spend time with them. And if I have another pharmacy, another location, twice the work. Well, not quite, but you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't have those opportunities start to dis disappear. And I think I, you know, I had to give up enough uh, with my, <laughs> as it is, I couldn't imagine giving up more. Interesting. Well, Chris, thank you so much for taking uh, the time to, I know we went a little bit over, so I apologize for that, but uh, it was a good discussion. Love to hear the journey um, and really, um, truly how you guys do take the time to care and, and, and um, you know, I've, I've known you guys for a while now working with you and, and it's, it, it, you guys live it, which is if anyone hasn't been and experienced it, it, it is, it is different. It's no us to say it. It's different than going from your traditional, what you think a pharmacy should be. So kudos to you guys for, for doing that, but really enjoyed sort of learning more and, and, uh, and who knows where things take us, but uh, um yeah, congratulations, all the success, and thank you for sharing the story. Thank you, Rob.
Thanks for taking the time with me. Thanks for listening to another episode of Business Matters with host Rob Capello. If you're interested in being on the show, reach out to us and join the conversation. 